Hi, everyone. Welcome to Millennium Live, a digital diary podcast. We sit down with the top C-suite executives and talk all things digital transformation. Millennium Alliance exclusive analyst partner, 451 Research, joins us on the podcast once again. This time, Aaron Sherrill, Senior Analyst of Information Security. He shares his insights on all things cybersecurity and breaks down his presentation from our CISO event on the crisis of trust. Why is trust such a critical component of success in the new digital economy? Tune in to find out. Aaron, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, glad to be here. So can you share with our audience a little bit about yourself and your work at 451 Research? Sure. 451 Research is a research and advisory firm really focused on uh, disruptive technologies and trends. So um, my areas in information security and, and really specialize a little bit more in managed security services. And that's just not the MSSPs or the MDR providers, but all the security technology vendors that are enabling those providers to deliver their services. So that scope seems to be creeping each day as everyone starts to move into managed services in some degree. And where does your passion for information security come from? Yeah, so I've been with 451 for about three years. And prior to that, I worked in uh, managed services and managed security services, variety of different roles, chief technology officer, VP of information security and enterprise architecture. So I had experience there, also spent some time working with the FBI. So information security has just been something I've been involved with for a number of years. And uh, it just continues to grow and expand on a daily basis in complexity and and find it very intriguing. So that's, you know, it's just something I, I continue to invest my time in. Uh, and studies in. And can you share with us some of you know, your and 451's take on some of the major information security trends? Yeah, you know, I think it, it's in, in some degrees, it's a little bit more of the same. Cloud and all these emerging technologies is continuing to increase the complexity of the IT environments that have to be protected. But at the same time, I think many organizations are still struggling with the day-to-day basic hygiene and, and securing their organizations almost in a traditional sense. As the organization continues to adopt new technologies, whether that's cloud or maybe something more cutting edge like AI and and 5G, it's becoming more difficult and more complex to protect those increasingly disparate and complex IT ecosystem. So, you know, many organizations have expertise and security tools built for more traditional infrastructure and in really struggling to understand how to protect this infrastructure that expands multiple clouds and on-prem data stores and workloads. Short, sharp one for you. How do you define trust? <laughs> yeah, you know, I, that's really interesting. I think trust is really hard to define. It's really hard to measure and it's really hard to quantify, you know, and it's, you know, I think it's a very tactical type of thing we have to uh, really think about. I think we have this growing crisis in around trust in IT, and that's whether the enterprise growing maybe distrust in service providers and cloud providers and what they're delivering. Often service providers and MSPs and MSPs in particular are guilty of operating in a black box. So they all of a sudden, maybe an event happens for say an MSSP and you don't hear from them for hours and then they come out on the other side and spit out an alert. But you don't understand the context of what's happening, the logic and the reasoning, um, why they've made their decisions. So we're seeing a lot of push from enterprises for more transparency, more visibility from service providers. But at the same time, I think enterprises really have to think about the trust that they're distilling with their customers and how do they increase their transparency and their visibility. I think with all the the data breaches, with data misuse, with all the scandals around data, I think that this 
ongoing trust that we've had with technology for the last decade is really starting to be shaken and questioned in a lot of different perspectives. Yeah, that's an interesting point. And uh, something our keynote speaker last night, Ben Rhodes, touched on is, you know, are people starting to push back on, you know, using devices? You know, there's all the studies about using people on their phones too much, screens, especially with kids and stuff. Um, is, yeah, is there a tipping point where we're going to go backwards with our technology use? Yeah, yeah, I heard that too last night. I hadn't really thought of it in that perspective. Are we going to go backwards? I think I'm, I'm a little bit more on the side of, I'm not in favor of more government regulation, but I feel that may what maybe what happened. I would like to see maybe some third party entity that can verify the validity of uh, the security, whether that's of the Internet of Things, whether that's maybe uh, unintentional biases and algorithms that's being used and in, in, uh, in automation of. So I, I would prefer to see some independent third party that can validate all these technologies. Um, but I'm, af I'm afraid that we're going to move into a more of a, a regu regulated uh, type of uh, environment. Yeah. And here at the Transformational CISO Assembly, you had a fantastic workshop discussing crisis of trust. What was your biggest takeaway from that discussion? You know, it's really interesting. We, we opened the, uh, the session talking about just the general concept of trust and some of the struggles that we've had. And, you know, if you really think about it, one of the points that we made in there, let's say, if you go back to 1999 and let's say even 2009, right? We, we said, well, don't trust people on the Internet. Don't trust strangers. And now we're literally summing strangers so we can get in their cars, spend the night with them in their homes and giving businesses access to our homes to let themselves in to whether it's deliver packages or, or perform maintenance. So it just goes to show in a short amount of time how things have changed. I think, you know, from all the data points in our discussion that we had and, and, and talking with the enterprises in, in, that, in that, um, that roundtable discussion, um, you know, I think that the concept of trust is well, it goes back to what we said before. It's really hard to quantify. Yeah. And, it, and it's a struggle because some of the key elements of building trust is is security, is privacy, is transparency and visibility. And if you go back to what are some of the biggest struggles that um, IT teams and security teams have, what's around security, it's around privacy, it's around transparency, around visibility. So, you know, I think what that did shed a light on is that trust is going to be continue to be a an ongoing issue, I think, over the next several years. Yeah. And uh, here at the Assembly, there's been a lot of discussions around, you know, education programs from the board to the C-suite to employees to, you know, contractors and to customers. Where do you, you know, from the research side, you know, really see the most critical need to educate all those parties for a business? I, th I think we've come a long way. I think a lot of boards, especially, and, and even the general staff in an organization have more security awareness than they've ever had before. I think we now need to go deeper, you know, as a whole other level and a higher level of appreciation on the requirements and why we need to do um, some of these different initiatives that we have to put in place. I still see, I think, way too often is the tactic used by security executives of fear, uncertainty, and doubt. I really think we have to approach especially executive teams and boards with business outcomes and real impacts to the business and how security can be a business enabler. And I think a, a perfect example of that is how that's going to be continue to build trust with our customers, with our partners, with our suppliers when we put these you know, security initiatives in place. Can you share with us a little bit why trust is such a critical component for success in the digital economy? 
if you really think about it, trust is really the bill's customer loyalty. It, it it ensures that someone's going to continue to do business with us. Anytime we start tr questioning that trust, we're we're going to lose customers. It's I, I think it's it's hard to maintain a customer that is not going to trust you. And whether that's going to be um, from a minor product that you sell or a major cloud service that you deliver, um, trust is just the foundational component really of all of our actions in this new digital economy. We've been lucky enough to have you here with us in Nashville this week. What have you found the most valuable being here at the assembly? You know, I, I really like the the small groups and the interactions. And, you know, really the content is really driven by the attendees as opposed to being dictated. Mm -hmm. So it's really relevant. Uh, it's, it's, it's now what, what, we're, what the uh, IT's executives are really dealing with on a day-to-day -day basis now. And what, what I really find interesting is the more and more I talk to people and, you know, at 451, we generate something around 52 million data points a quarter through wow. our surveys. So that's, that's across storage and servers and AI and information security. But the more and more I, I talk with enterprises, you know, I really see the alignment with the data points that we're getting. But I get a lot of color around, you know, s some of these answers that we get and why, why this, these data points reflect some of the trends that we see. And, and, and some of that really varies from industry to industry. And some of that varies within businesses within the same industry. And, it, and there's a lot of external factors that are really, really hard to capture at times, uh, anywhere from um, uh the amount of money that they're going to put into the program, but it also may be the level of security maturity that a business has, which is really hard to quantify. What do you see as the benefits for you know, cybersecurity executives and the industry you know, working with the Millennium Alliance? Uh, again, I think it's the small group. You know, I've been a, a proponent of small groups for a long time. When I worked in the MSP space, I think that's one of the things that just made us better was being in a small group with other MSPs throughout the country and trade, you know, what are the struggles that we're dealing with? How are you approaching different avenues? And I think it's the same thing I hear here. I hear a lot of interaction, just a lot of small random discussions around different elements that different executives are dealing with and, and, and getting peer validation, whether what they're doing is right, or maybe they need to shift in a new direction. So I think that's a lot different than some of the larger conferences. Again, that's the content is dictated and sometimes maybe with a, a certain agenda that they're trying to get across. Uh, I think here it's, it's real life day-to-day -day struggles that everyone is dealing with. And it really gets down to tactical, practical actions that we can take home. And what excites you about the partnership between 451 Research and the Millennium Alliance? I think it's going to be great to, to look at, you know, I mentioned a moment ago, we generate all those data points every quarter and, and, and the, the color that's added on here. And I think when you, when you add those two together, um, it, it's, it's just going to really help validate that you know, I think often security executives say, well, I'm the, I am the furthest behind. I heard that so many times, I think, over the last two days. Uh, you know, we're way behind. We're way behind. Everyone is way behind. You know, you're not the, you're not the only one. You know, there's other people with the same struggles. I think bringing these two data points together, understanding where the right steps are to take, and, and really separating. There's so much market hype. Uh, and we always talk about the buzzwords and the terms and, and, you know, vendors, I think, are driving us to certain areas. But what are the practical steps that we can take to really secure our organizations, regardless of the security tools or, or maybe the latest buzzwords? What's exciting on your horizon with 451 Research? And there's a lot going on, and it's really hard to pick one thing. The trend that I'm starting to see, and, and I, I'm, I've, I've talked about this for a number of years, and I'm really starting to see it take hold, is 
rather than focus on implementing a best in class security tool in all these different silos, whether that's for endpoint or firewall or intrusion detection or DLP, and then we have all these disparate security tools that don't integrate very well, and we have to spend an enormous amount of resources and time to try to get integration, we're seeing a trend towards more of a best um, security suite of tools, tools that already talk to each other, they're already integrated, that can provide us better visibility, that can provide better detection of threats across the entire infrastructure. So I think the move to more of a security platform so we can introduce automation orchestration across the entire IT ecosystem, I think that's a, that's a trend that's really starting to take hold. What's your number one prediction and your number one tip for cybersecurity executives for 2020? Number one prediction. Well, let me let me go to the tip, and and maybe that can also suffice for the prediction. I really in, encourage enterprises to engage with service providers. Consuming services from managed service providers is not an all or nothing proposition. Obviously, you have to be careful because managed. The word managed can be an inch inch deep or a mile deep. And it's really hard sometimes to decipher what you're getting. I think service providers can really fulfill a lot of the security gaps that enterprises have in their enterprise. We, you know, we talked about today in our session about the expertise shortage, the resource shortage, the tool shortage as we move into all these new emerging technologies. I think service providers can really fill that gap. And they're really positioned to scale exponentially and gather intelligence across other customers to respond to, it, to incidents faster. Um, and help manage this disparate IT ecosystem that is growing on a daily basis. So whether that's in one specific area or maybe that's going to be in a, in a larger concept, I think managed service providers really have a lot to offer many enterprises to help close the gaps in their security posture. Interesting. Well, we'll come back in a year's time and we'll see if, you were, yeah, if your tip was correct. Uh, Aaron Sherrill, thank you very much for joining us here. It's a pleasure working with you and we'll see you again soon. Right, great. Thanks. Thanks so much for tuning in. Make sure to listen and subscribe to our podcast exclusively on iTunes and SoundCloud to get the inside scoop from top execs in the world of digital transformation.